Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Got a lot to talk about today. For lack of a better title, we just kind of continued it on. The Razorback recruiting surge continues. There's no other better way to put it after everything that happened over the July 4th weekend. So we're going to talk about all that, and we're going to get into all the latest happenings with Razorback sports. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Now, before we get started, I want to remind everybody about our two months for $1 promotion. This is the last day of the $2 for one month promotion, okay? So you can't get the deal after today. Today is July 5th, 2022. It ends at 10.59 p.m. tonight. So if you want to sign up and get all the best Razorback coverage that you can get anywhere, insider stuff from Danny West on recruiting, insider knowledge from from Curtis Wilkerson, everything that Andrew Ellis brings to the table and that I hopefully bring to the table as well, then you want to try out hogsports.com right now. So it breaks down to 50 cents a month over the next two months. That includes fall camp. That includes uh, SEC media days, everything that's going on in recruiting. breaks down to 11 cents a week, 1.6 cents a day. If you've ever thought about signing up, if you've ever wondered how to support the show that we do here with Hog Sports Live and the Walk and Talk, you like the other free content that we put out, what we do on Drive Time Sports and, and all that stuff, see what we have behind the curtain for our VIP subscribers. Right now, I always talk about you know finishing one. I always want Arkansas to finish first. We're Arkansas, obviously, in this case. And um, right now we're fourth in the network. So would love to finish number one. Again, it ends at 10.59 p.m. tonight. There's no promo code needed. Just go to hogsports.com. Sign up and you'll get the deal, okay? You'd be glad that you did. It's always hard to get people through the door, but once we get them there, they usually stick with us because they didn't realize what all we offer. Now, just to jump right into this recruiting class, let's take a look at where things stand right now. Arkansas is number six nationally, number one in the SEC. Some people say that might not stick, but when you look at the recruiting points, they have 227 recruiting points. That's more than they had last year when they finished 28. They had 217, and they only have 20 commitments right now. That, that would have put them at 22nd nationally last year. Just looking at the class real quick, Luke Haas, Shamar Easter, Micah Tease, Luke Brown, Malachi Singleton, Jaden Hamm. Those are all the four stars. you got Dallas Young, Quincy Rhodes, Paris Patterson, a new commit, T.J. Metcalf, Caleb James, Carson Dean, Christian Ford, Isaiah Augustave, R.J. Johnson, Joey Sua, Alex Sanford, Ian Jaffard, Stephen Johnson, and Dylan Hotz. Let's look at Christian Ford, who committed. Uh, this has just been inside the last two weeks. You look at some of the, the schools that were after him, his recent timeline here, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. 
So you had Arkansas, Arizona, Illinois, a lot of other schools that offered him. In Jafard, 6'6", 350-pound defensive tackle, number 73 overall prospect in the state of Georgia. Arkansas got him over Auburn and some others. He officially visited Auburn, officially visited Arkansas, UCF unofficial, Mississippi State, a recent offer to him. You look at the schools that had offered him, of course we mentioned Auburn there, Duke, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Minnesota, Mississippi State. R.J. Johnson, another nice athlete. It looks like he might play cornerback. Danny says he might be up to 6'3", 180 pounds. Good-looking prospect there. One of the top prospects in the state of Georgia. Um, officially visited Florida before he committed to Arkansas. Officially visited Rutgers. Unofficially visited Georgia Tech. Duke, Florida. It's some of the offers. Georgia Tech, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisville, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. South Carolina, UCF, Vanderbilt, Virginia, so on and so forth. Alex Sanford got him out of Oxford, Mississippi over Ole Miss, 6'3", 240. Number eight prospect overall in Mississippi according to 24-7 sports. Look at some of the recent activity for him. Officially visited Arkansas and then committed. As we mentioned, Ole Miss had offered Tennessee. Auburn was the one that was interested, had not offered. A lot of schools that were, like, close to offering him. Steven Johnson, 6'3", 330-pound defensive tackle. Number 74 overall prospect in the state of Georgia. Had recently officially visited Georgia Tech before visiting Arkansas and committing. Maryland offered. Georgia Tech had offered, of course. Vanderbilt. Some of the schools showing interest. Auburn, Georgia, Tennessee. Anyway, some of the recent offers there before we get into what happened this July 4th weekend. Okay. The first guy to jump on was TJ Metcalf. Six 185-pound safety out of Pinson, Alabama. Number 504 ranked player in the country. This is a nice, nice get here. Anytime you see somebody like ranked right around top 500 or so, ranked 87.87 or better as the star rankings go, then you know you got a really nice pickup. Penn State offered, Florida State offered, Michigan, Michigan State. So these are some of the schools that he officially visited, Mississippi State, Missouri, Ole Miss, Nebraska, Tennessee, Virginia Tech. I mean, when I'm hollering out some of those names, then you know. Take a little clip here. For those of you listening, what we're doing right now, listening on the podcast, on video, we're, we're watching some of the highlights from Metcalf. They did, they've done a nice job recruiting in the secondary, of course, you know, with safeties too. And, you know, it's like not necessarily some of these guys aren't necessarily like four stars, but still you're talking like guys that are ranked around 500 or so. And Metcalf definitely fits in that category. Dylan Hotz committed Friday night at about 6.30, July 4th weekend. Dylan has, excuse me, it's a tough one to say. Uh, he's obviously the brother of Luke Has, who's Arkansas's number one commit in the, in the class. More of a reach recruit when you look at his offer list, the military academies, um, you know, Tulsa, or some of the schools, Pittsburgh State, Sam Pittman's alma mater. What this guy reminds me a little bit of is, is Hayden Henry. Hayden Henry played safety at PA before moving to linebacker at Arkansas. This guy will hit. He seems to have good instincts. 
not as big as his brother, obviously, not as highly recruited. This is kind of a, a family deal for the houses. Hazes, Hazes, Hazes. I'm sure I'll get used to saying that. It's a weird spelling. But uh, this is kind of a family deal. His, their sister goes to school at Arkansas. Brother committed. Surprised it took him so long to commit, actually. So Dylan Haas. And then you had July 4th commitments, Paris Patterson. Taking a quick little look at his commitment video. Just kind of cut it up real quick for a quick kind of summation. Paris Patterson, big 6'6", what, 345, big offensive line. And that's the thing about these guys that Arkansas is bringing in on the offensive line this class. And I always say I like to bring in a guy who's 6'6", 350 or so and trim him down. You imagine like if you're, you know, 6'6", 280, and you got to come in and put on some weight. I would think that slimming down is going to make you feel a lot more light on your feet, so I kind of like the approach that Arkansas has taken. And, they, I mean, they have brought in some big, big dudes. This guy's got some athletic ability. It's a nice nice get for Arkansas. So we're watching some of his clips here for those watching, obviously. So 6'6", 345, number seven overall prospect in Illinois, number 27 interior offensive lineman, almost a four-star, almost a four-star recruit, LSU, had offered Iowa State, Tennessee, those are the schools that came down to the end. But you also had Nebraska in there, um, several others. So nice-looking nice get there with Paris Patterson. Uh, after Paris Patterson, you had Micah Tease. Micah Tease, guys, big time. This is So Micah Tease committed on CBS Sports HQ. I mean, that just shows you right there. Ranked the number seven athlete in the class of 2023, according to 24-7 Sports, number three overall in Oklahoma. And he went on live and committed to the Arkansas Razorbacks. So that was good pub for the Arkansas Razorbacks. And Malachi Singleton will have somebody to throw to. He's a number 133 player in the country, number three in Oklahoma, as I mentioned. Notre Dame, USC, Alabama, Oklahoma, Cal, Let's look at the complete team list real quick. Colorado, Florida, LSU, Michigan, Michigan State, Mississippi State, Missouri, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss. I mean, you just keep going and going. Texas A&M, Washington. We look at some of his videos here. Now, Tease can play D-back. I just got the wide receiver clips on here. Just wanted to show a few different clips. Here's him catching a long ball, taking it to the house. You can see the speed there. Here's him taking a screen, making a guy miss, and he's going to go ahead and house this one also. This guy's athletic. His first wide receiver commit in the class. And here's him taking a slant. Just a few clips of Micah Tease for everybody to watch. And, again, taking it to the house, showing the speed. Playing a, you know, a good level, high level of, of football there. And the fade to the end zone. 50-50 ball. Even at 5-11. Nice group of players there that Arkansas has committed. And as I mentioned right now, they're number six nationally. And everybody says, if we say, you know, as we said last week, we had Danny on for an extended time. Danny's taking a well-deserved break right now. And uh, after everything that he, he's been through with uh, with all the commitments and stuff. But, um 
Arkansas is number six nationally. The thing about it is people will say, you know, Arkansas is not going to finish six, but they, we've never had the conversation. We've never had the conversation of will they finish six or not. Uh, as I mentioned, right now, if you put this class and put it in last year's, they would have the number 22-ranked recruiting class in the entire country. So you're already sitting at 22, most likely. I mean, that's pretty good right there. Uh, that's, you know, definitely on the higher end for Arkansas's uh, historic classes. But, I mean, when there are still some other guys, you know, that are very strong possibilities left. Arkansas has a very good chance of being a top 20 class and a decent shot at being a top 15 class, depending on how the cards fall down the stretch here. At 20 commitments, but, you know, that's another variable we don't know because you can sign up to 85 as long as you have 85 total players on scholarship at the end of the day, there's no more 25 limit, no more 32, what is it, 32, 33 limit, 32, I guess, if you have that many players enter the transfer. All that's over. It's just sign as many guys as you can, as you need to, and um, and worry about it getting, getting below the 85. So, number six ranked class national, number one in the SEC right now. That won't hold. It won't hold, but – it's still pretty cool to see. So Malachi Singleton, Arkansas's quarterback commit in the class, just wrapped up the uh, the Elite 11. And according to the coaches, did finish in the Elite 11. They have 20 prospects there. So he was in the Elite 11. I believe they had him 10th overall. 6'1", 225. I really like the way this guy's put together. Number 201 ranked prospect nationally. Number 13 quarterback. Number 20 overall in the state of Georgia. Had some nice options, obviously. A guy that can run, you know, like like they do stuff like throwing on the run and stuff, but you don't see how that element comes into the fold. And this isn't always like these Elite 11 stuffs aren't always viewed as like the best measurement for a guy that, you know, makes his money running and throwing like Malachi does. But uh, really like this prospect. Let's see what they said about him here. Here's the scouting report. Okay, so junior stats, 12 games as a junior. He completed 160 out of 225 passes, 74.7% for 2,348 yards with 24 touchdowns and three interceptions while rushing for an additional 1,037 yards and 25 touchdowns on 160 carries. It's pretty solid stats. The second highest classification in Georgia, Kennesaw, Georgia, North Cobb High School. That's big-time football over there. Arkansas is doing some serious damage in the state of Georgia. So here's a scouting report from 24-7 Sports. This is from Andrew Ivins. A true dual-threat quarterback that has a knack for making big plays, looks almost like a linebacker with his thicker build, but is equipped with a strong, rather accurate arm, has plenty of experience running RPOs, and is the type of quarterback that's a threat to score almost any time he calls his number as he's difficult to bring down in the box and out in the open field. Pocket awareness is a strength at this stage of his development. His internal clock will bail him out of trouble more times than not. Shows some touch on his deep shots and understands how to step into throws in order to generate velocity. Started a few games on varsity as a freshman before winning twin game excuse me, 10 games as a sophomore and then leading his team to the state playoffs as a junior in one of Georgia's highest classifications. Won't be a fit in some offensive systems given an unconventional play style, but should thrive in an up-tempo spread attack that wants a, its quarterback to be more than just a game manager. Hello, Arkansas. We'll need to keep progressing, but has what it takes to win and score points at the Power 5 level. Um, and the player comparison is Taj Boyd. He used to be at Clemson. Pittsburgh State. No, Taj Boyd was, was he Virginia Tech or Clemson? Clemson. 
Tosh Boyd's Clemson. So, Mike Tease ought to like having that quarterback. I'm sure that's probably played a bit of a role in his decision to commit. Danny West came out with his top ten highest-rated targets that have visited Arkansas this year. I thought this was a pretty cool story. Roderick Kearney, offensive lineman. I don't know if Arkansas is really in the mix there anymore. Shamar Easter, number nine, uh, who is committed to Arkansas. Number 116 national um, at tight end. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I mean, he's higher rated than anybody got last year, and he's not the highest rated. Luke Haas is the highest rated commit on Arkansas's list. So you got a couple guys that are higher rated than than anybody they had last year. Madden Sanker, Arkansas is still in the mix for him. He's an offensive lineman, number 108 national. Um, I don't know if I'd say they're leading or anything. Marcus Deal, number seven on the list, number 102 national. Arkansas is in the mix there for Marcus Deal, defensive lineman. Bo Hewley on offensive lineman, 90 nationally. We meet, we mentioned Luke has a tight end, number 82 nationally who is committed to Arkansas. Jeremiah Love, haven't heard him associated with Arkansas much. Number 71, Charles Yegas, haven't heard him. Obviously, number 55, Cedric Baxter, uh, who had eliminated Arkansas. Number 46, National, the running back. And then Jaden Rashada, who just recently committed to, to Miami, the quarterback who was also at the Elite 11. They had some big-time quarterbacks visit him this year. Avery Johnson was another one who was at the Elite 11 out of Kansas who had visited Arkansas. So, anyway – those are the main things. It's kind of a weird period. Arkansas is going through the summer conditioning cycle right now. There's no baseball. There's no basketball except for summer workout stuff. You see Eric Musselman putting a lot of stuff. Uh, Curtis Wilkerson's put out a lot of great basketball content here lately uh, that you can check out at Hog Sports. Again, uh, a lot of Curtis's very in-depth stuff is um, is VIP. So we have the, the two months for, for $1 deal right now. Again, it's a cool time to check it out because there's – a lot of stuff gearing up for the summer months. Still plenty of recruiting stuff going on. Obviously, the camps have wrapped up. Um, it's a it's a very short, short lull here, though, because you've got SEC Media Day starting, what, the 18th? I believe that's the day that I fly out. Um, starting on the 18th, so just a, a couple of weeks here left before things really start heating up and you start – you know, really talking football, and then uh, I think August third is the start of, uh, of of fall camp. So, right around the corner here, and all that you know comes in with the two months. You know, so you'll get all the fall camp coverage if you sign up right now, um, leading up into the first game, I guess. So, uh, it's a good time to sign up, and you can't beat that deal either. So, where do we want to go now? We want to go to some questions. I kind of. Zoom through all that recruiting stuff. Chris Dawson says we need some hog spaces on Twitter. Okay, 
Nate Davis says, what's up from sunny San Diego? Woo pig. It's almost that time of year. Almost, man. I mean, like literally right around the corner. It'll be here before you know it. And then the season will be over. That's how it goes. You sit there and wait all year for college football to start up, and then boom, it's gone. Just like that. Landon Montgomery says, why is our backfield not getting more credit? Texas ranked higher than us in running backs. Rocket, AJ, Dominic are about to eat. I saw that, too. I saw, like, okay, I saw a list come up. So, we don't post everything on our Facebook page. I think a lot of people think we do. We have a lot of stuff from the national desk, and most of it's great stuff. Every once in a while, there's something that might be a little clickbaity or just has nothing to do with Arkansas at all. And I'm just – you know, and we appreciate those guys because generally most of the stuff they do, but every once in a while there'll be something I'm like, eh. But anyway, that kind of was something, you know, that was interesting, but I kind of disagreed with because Arkansas led Power 5 football in rushing last year, led the nation in rushing last year, and can't get a running back, can't get a backfield on there? I don't know about that. I don't know about that list. And that's our guys. <laughs> but, uh Yeah. I, I think that you got to be – I mean, anyway. I think Dominic Johnson has a chance to have a really good year. Rocket Sanders, too. A.J. Green could be like the surprise player. Like, he could be the guy that, you know, people aren't talking about quite enough that just really explodes onto the scene. Wouldn't surprise me. Ryan Horn says, so pumped about this class. Who do we think is going to be the most impactful player from this class? It's a good question. I mean, it could be has. It could be him because, I mean, obviously that's an easy answer because he's, um, you know, he's uh, the top-rated guy. But there's a chance you could lose Trey Knox after this year. He has another year to come back if he wants to. But there's a chance you could lose him being a senior. And, you know, you have Hudson Henry who has a lot of talent but hasn't really exploded on the scene. So it could be him. Could be Shamar Easter. <laughs> You know, that's that's some great tight end. I mean, I could see them using those guys, like getting them all. Jaden Ham also is another four-star tight end in the class. Like spreading those guys out different ways, putting them all at wide receiver. I mean, you could do a lot of different things. John Ciula, Trey Biddy, wondering what you think about the running back rotation this year and Jaden Hazelwood going to replace Burks' production. So – I think it's always important to have three high-quality running backs, okay, in the SEC. you got to have three ready to go, and they've got that. They've got Dominic, they've got Rocket, they've got A.J. Um, I think that you'll see a pretty steady rotation with the first two I mentioned, Dominic and Rocket. I'm not a big fan of just, like, keeping guys – like, let's keep everybody fresh, keep this rotation going, and I get that thinking with it, but I like to let a guy get in a groove and then, you know, get a real opportunity, figure out who's the hot hand – um, and those types of things. Bobby Petrino used to always say, um, you know, he likes pounding at you with a guy over and over again. You got guys like Rocket Sanders and Dominic Johnson, and then you bring in a guy like A.J. Green, and they're tired and worn out, and it's the same safety back there, but it's the third running back. You know, it's a different running back and a guy that, you know, is a little more shifty and stuff. So, um I could see it being kind of like that with the three-man. They really like Rashad DeBinion, too, out of the freshman class. I've heard some good things about James Joyner. James Joyner just – I think if you took the numbers off and just put helmets, you couldn't see their face or anything, couldn't see their jersey, you might mistake James Joyner for Rocket Sanders. They're, you know, pretty similar build. Joyner's maybe like an inch shorter and 10 pounds lighter or something like that. Uh, but they're very similar looking backs. 
uh, just, you know, just looking at him. But, you know, one of those guys could impact. I could see Dominion, they, the way they've talked about him so much. Kevin Gill says, good afternoon from Florida. Good afternoon, Kevin. Uh, let's see. It's jumping on me a little bit. Also says, Trey, are the Cincinnati Bearcats who are coming off a loss in the college football players being overlooked in game one? Maybe. I mean, there's certainly a sense that, you know, you know, they're not power five and stuff. You know, they will be, but they're not power five right now and all that kind of stuff. But they lose a lot of guys. I think they lost, what, like nine players or something. They lost a ton of guys, including their quarterback. Um, they got to come to Fayetteville. So there's a lot of things I think people are saying, well, you know, this all these reasons are, are why Arkansas will win. But Cincinnati has been a strong program for a long time. I mean, going back to – I mean – wait maybe 20 years I mean a long time and they're nothing I mean I think it's going to be a game I mean they're used to winning it's a program that's used to winning it's not like they have a coaching change you know they still got the same coach I think there are a lot of reasons not to I'm not going to say be concerned but just be like not be overconfident about this game Arkansas has got a lot coming back too I know there's a you know different level of competition those teams play, and they you know they lost in the in the semifinals, but it's a good program. It's a tough schedule. Bill Richards says, "Howdy from Texarkana. Keep up the great work. Appreciate you, Bill. Hope you decide to sign up. Again, it ends at 10:59 p.m. tonight, so you got a little bit of time, but it's going to run out pretty quick here." Chris Dawson says we need some ho- – uh, I read that a minute ago. Tommy Adkins says Trey is the best to keep us updated. Appreciate that, Tommy. we got a whole team. we got a great team to keep you updated. Andrew, Ellis, Curtis Wilkerson, Danny West, they all do a fantastic job. And our, our VIP forum, the Razor's Edge, for those of you who aren't familiar, one of the most active message boards in the entire country on 24-7 sports. And uh, there's a lot of great posters on there, a lot of great insight. It's not just stuff that we bring, but stuff that other people bring. Anyway, thanks and looking forward to the football season and the walking talks. We'll be bringing the walking talks back. You know we will be. Chris Dawson says, repping for repping Fort Smith, <laughs> thinking a 10-win season. I'm not putting it past Arkansas. If we want to look at the schedule real quick, let's look at it. Arkansas football schedule. All right, Cincinnati, obviously not a, not a team to overlook. I mean, they're, you're going to have to get lucky along the way a little bit. You're going to have to have some ball bounces your way. Uh, Cincinnati, South Carolina, Missouri State. I think Arkansas opens up 3-0 and with that stretch. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's not. South Carolina, I think, is on the uptick. I think they got a lot of good things going. It's an 11 o'clock game. They've got to love that. Hey, it's 10 o'clock for South Carolina people, though, right? It's a pretty early game for them to get started on. 2.30 Cincinnati, 11 o'clock Cincinnati, 6 p.m. Missouri State. And then here's a tough stretch, okay? The next four, you've got Texas A&M, Alabama, at Mississippi State, and at BYU, okay? Obviously, Texas A&M, Alabama, and at Mississippi State is a tough stretch. And then you throw in at BYU. Right in the middle, you're, you're like in the SEC slate. You're playing a brutal schedule. And then here's this trip to Provo, you know. 
Who scheduled that? October 15th, playing a team like BYU, who was nationally ranked last year. Then you get a much-needed bye week, but then you got to go at Auburn. Arkansas hasn't had a lot of luck in Auburn lately. I can tell you right now, if I go to Auburn, I mean, I'm planning to go to all of them, but if I go to Auburn, I'm going to sit in the stands. I'm not sitting in that press box. If anybody wants to invite me on a direct flight, I will take it because it's no good way to get to Auburn. You got to fly into Atlanta. You got to rent a car. You got to drive two hours. The press box is in a terrible location. It's awful. It's an awful game watching experience if you're a media person. If I would, I'm a media person covering Auburn. I just, I would sit in the stands. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit there. It just takes you completely out of the game. It's in the end zone behind the scoreboard. There's no replay. I mean, it's, it's it kind of sucks if I'm being honest. So if I go there, I'll buy a ticket. Maybe do a walk and talk out of the stands or something. That'd be pretty wild. Then you got Liberty, Hugh Freeze coming back to town November 5th. And then here's the stretch to finish things out. In Fayetteville against LSU, in Fayetteville against Ole Miss, and then at Columbia against Missouri. I was hoping they would change that game to uh, – hoping they would change that game to, uh, to Arrowhead because they owed Arrowhead a game. And that was what it was supposed to be in 2020 before they had to restructure the season. So, I'm not putting 10 wins past this schedule. Regular season. I'll say nine just to play it safe. That's fun, right, playing it safe? Let's say 10. I'll say 10 right now. I may change it at the end. But right now I'm feeling like they got a shot to do that. And then a bowl game. I know people think I'm crazy saying that, but, I mean, Cincinnati, South Carolina, Missouri State, I'll give them three wins. I'll let them come out two and two against Alabama, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, and BYU. And then, you know, right now looking at Auburn, you just see all the off-season stuff. There was a pretty big exodus of players leaving. LSU's kind of, you know, in a rebuild stage. Got a lot going on. It's in Fayetteville. Ole Miss is back in Fayetteville, a little payback game. And then I don't know if I just don't have a whole lot of respect for what Missouri's got going on or what, but I just I feel like Arkansas is going to get that game. So I definitely think nine is possible. Possibly better. All right, where are we at? Lost my spot. Okay. Dennis Mitchell says, I love the class. Then I look at the conference recruiting and it tempers my enthusiasm. Yep. I mean, here's the thing. A lot of these schools that Arkansas beat, I mean, Arkansas used to have, like, be 500 against Auburn. And they always, Auburn always had a better recruiting class. Until this last stretch with Nick Saban at Alabama, they were like 500, you know. They had a pretty even schedule. Always being out-recruited by Alabama. Texas, you don't think Texas is out-recruiting everybody? They had not had anybody drafted in the last two years. You don't think they out-recruited Arkansas? Arkansas blew their doors off last year. That's important, obviously. Recruiting rankings are important. But you got to have culture. You got to develop the talent. You got to make great evaluations. Sometimes talent just is enough. Sometimes it's attitude. 
Sometimes you can, if you've got a culture problem in your program, it does not matter what you recruit. It doesn't matter. You have to have that in place. Dustin Hoofman says, oh, there was a question earlier that I think I forgot the end about if Jaden Hazelwood could replace Burks' production. I don't know if I'm willing to say he will do that, but I do think with the group of guys that they have, I think they've got overall – don't you feel more – don't you like this receiving core better? And it's nothing against last year. It's nothing against any of the guys, you know, Tyson Morris or any of those guys. But when I look at the class, the group of wide receivers, and I see – you know, Jaden Hazelwood, Keetron Jackson, Warren Thompson, Isaiah Satania. You know, when I'm looking at this whole group of wide receivers and some of the other young guys, you know, that are, you know, that are coming up, I like the overall talent level better across the board than I did last year. Now, the cream at the top was Traylon Burks, and I'm not sure that they've got that, but just across the board. So I think they'll they'll be able to make up for for some of that, um, you know, playmaking ability that Burks brought by just having a little bit better even distribution of, of you know, good quality talent across the board. I keep losing my spot. It's like jumping on me. All right. Nate Davis says, I hope we use Hornsby at wide receiver. That will be fun. I forgot about Hornsby. I mean, Hornsby, Hornsby could be the most explosive player on the team. That's another guy. I mean, if Hornsby, like, embraced wide receiver totally, who knows? Um, but at the same time, you know, you're still intrigued with him at quarterback, just not right now. Landon Montgomery says, not a bowl game tray, the national championship. <laughs> that would be wild. Landon Montgomery also says, who's our breakout true freshman this year? I think Sustania will be. I think I just think he has a real opportunity to slip in there and be, you know, among the top six. I think the good thing is you're not really asking anybody out of this freshman class to be that. Now, if a guy emerges and he's just like, there's nothing you can do to stop this guy. Can't keep him out of the lineup. That's great, but there's nothing like, man, they're really going to need this guy. That's not the vibe that you get, and a lot of that's due to the transfer portal where they're able to add some key places, uh, key players at key positions, and then just what they have coming back, you know. So I don't know. And I think it's been like that the last couple of years. You didn't necessarily need a, fruit, a true freshman to come in and make uh, this big impact like has happened almost every other year. What's our toughest game besides at home at Bama? I, I, again, I'm going to throw this out there. I think Mississippi State at Mississippi State is going to be difficult. Will Rogers is the real deal at quarterback. And the next week at BYU, right before a bye, right in the middle of that SEC slate, I just think that that's a – a sneaky, scary game just because of where it sits on the schedule more than anything. If Arkansas opened with BYU, I'd say, yeah, I really like Arkansas's chances. But BYU, place they've never been, team they've never faced, right where it sits on the schedule, sandwiched, you know, right after that tough stretch of games, I don't know. And where are we at? Excited to see where our O line takes us this year. They've got a they've got a good offensive line. I think. I mean, I said last year I think they'll be better be better than half the offensive lines they face. I think that probably this year we might be talking more like better than most, or excuse me, better than half the defensive lines they face. 
I think this year they they will be better than most. You got four returning starters: Ricky Stromberg in the middle, Dalton Wagner at right tackle, Bo Limmer at right guard, Brady Latham, who may be the ver- most versatile of them all, at left guard, and then Luke Jones, Takias Crawford. I think that's the battle that you see when fall camp starts. By the way. I assume we're going back at SEC Media Days to three players. Last year they did two. Uh, they were both seniors. Who do you think that uh, that Sam Pittman should bring? I'll tell you who I think. I think you take Bumper Poole. He's a super senior on defense. And then on offense, I think, you know, Ricky Stromberg is probably the guy that's getting the most accolades. So, Ricky Strom- he is a senior. But you also have Dalton Wagner, who is a super senior. Multi-year starter. I, if, if it's me, I take the guy that's, you know, getting the most preseason accolades, and that's Stromberg, bumper pull on defense, and then I take K.J. Jefferson. And I hope that Pittman doesn't decide to just take all seniors. I'm just not a fan of that. I get it. But, like, there are other ways to reward your seniors for coming back than taking them to SEC Media Days, in my opinion. SEC Media Days needs to be about, hey, these are our best returning players. These are our guys right here. These are the guys that everybody wants to talk to. They're going to make the most headlines. Um, the worst thing you can do, in my opinion, is bring, like, you know, guys that are, you know, an offensive lineman, you know, it, it, and it's fine. It's great. You know, they brought Yell to Froholt. He was a great story that one year. But to me, bring guys that are award candidates, you know, who are returning starters, not just guys that the, – the two things that I don't like – the idea that you just bring seniors and, you know, the idea that you uh, you bring a guy who you think is going to be like a quarterback who's never started a game. I don't feel like that hardly ever works out. I think Matt Corral was brought in, you know, and something happened. I think maybe he got hurt. Um, I've seen other schools bring in a quarterback who's never started a game, you know, just like, hey, this is our guy kind of deal. And it doesn't seem like it ever works out. Paul Rice says, D-line, I'm concerned about. Trey, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I wonder about the interior defensive line depth a little bit, okay? You got Isaiah Nichols back, a guy that's played a lot of football for Arkansas. Torian Carter certainly didn't need that injury. Looks like it's going to take him into the season. Um, Cameron Ball, I think you hope that, you know, he emerges and starts to, to give you some good minutes. They've also, you know, Terry Hampton from the transfer portal, uh, Joseph from um, from JUCO, you know, is he going to be able to help? I think also when you look at maybe going to a four-man front some, you can slide Eric Gregory in there. I think they'll probably explore doing that since they lost Torrey and Carter. Oh, you also got Marcus Miller. I didn't mention him. Uh, but if you go to a four-man front, because Gregory's 6'4", 305 right now anyway, so it's not going to be that big a deal for him to play inside. So. You might have to – you can't have any injuries there. On the defensive end spots, I think they're fine. You know, you got Zach Williams, Jashad Stewart, Eric Gregory, who I mentioned, um, and my toe solely transferred out. You've got uh, Eric Thomas, who they like. Uh, you've got coming in – or already came in. you got Landon Jackson. Landon Jackson. Yeah, Landon Jackson. You've got um, Jordan Dominic from Georgia Tech also. So, I think you're going to be okay at defensive end. Who do you expect to provide pressure on the quarterback this year? I think Jordan Dominic's got to be your guy. I think Zach – Zach. Um, um, I'm spacing on Zach's last name for some reason. Zach. 
I don't know why I'm doing that, but I am. Anyway, and I think I just said it. <laughs> but I think there are some guys, and maybe Landon Jackson could, could do it too. Paul Rice says the linebacker room and O-line room has gotten better since Bielema and Chad are gone five years ago. We had no depth at either. I still worry about linebacker depth overall too, Paul. I mean, think about last year, like if they didn't have Hayden Henry and Grant Morgan, if those two guys didn't walk on. Now, Hayden was a blue shirt, but still. I mean, think about that. They'd have been in trouble. So, Drew Sanders, Bumper Pool, Chris Paul, those are guys, and you, you say, like, you feel good about, but we really haven't seen Chris Paul in game action. You know, he's just a redshirt freshman. But I think there's enough buzz about him that uh, he, he sounds like he should be pretty good. I think he will be just from talking to him, watching him a little bit in the spring. But after that, you know, there's some question marks. There's a lot of younger guys. Michael Johnson says, will our new corners be enough to offset those graduate trans that transferred out? Uh, you just lost – you didn't lose a cornerback, but you lost a nickel and Greg Brooks. You lost a safety and Joe Fouché. But, you know, what they brought in was Latavius Brini, um, Dwight McLaughlin. I think those are really big additions. Plus, you got to consider that Jalen Catalan either wasn't himself or only played half the season last year, and he's back. Um, you, you know, everybody's a year older. I think, I think you're going to be okay. And I, I really like what I've seen from Malik Chavis in the offseason – uh, I think he's got a shot to push. Ladarius Bishop really didn't make any noise in the spring because he was coming back off an injury, but that's a guy that started several games for him last year. Hudson Clark's back. You've got you've got some bodies back there at cornerback, plus the addition of McLaughlin, I think it's big. Dustin Hooven says, do you think we'll use more option plays with Jefferson having the opportunity to run or pitch? Maybe – I think you just see RPO. I mean, that's basically what that is. But they, they run a ton of that last year anyway, you know. Maybe and bring Hornsby in off the edge. Like Je I think you'll see Hornsby and Jefferson on the field quite often. You know, I think we're going to see Hornsby a lot at wide receiver, but I also think we're going to see them do things like with end of rounds and shifting him over at quarterback, moving KJ out to wide receiver, a lot of stuff like that I think you'll see. Okay. I think we answered them all. I think we covered everything I wanted to cover. I want to say congratulations to Keith Grace and also our good buddy on the show. Um, his wife just gave birth to their first son. And uh, certainly proud to say that for Keith. I know he's been through a lot with all that kind of stuff. And uh, he's a great contributor to the show and the website. And uh, just want to say congratulations to you, Keith. I know that's that's been huge for you. Keith's had a big year, got married, had a son. Okay, everybody, one last time, sign up for this deal. You're going to be glad you did. I mean, like, you've been thinking about it, and you haven't done it. You've been waiting for a deal like this. It's two months for $1. It's 1 1.6 cents a day. You're going to love it. You're going to, you're going to find yourself checking the site all the time. Your wife's going to start getting mad at you because you're, you know, you're on here all the time. That's probably how it's going to work out. But the content is excellent, and not just the content that we put out at Hog Sports, but, you know, all of our – we've got a huge national desk that does a ton of Razorback-related uh, articles and, uh, you know, helps us out with stuff. 
Um, there's so much more to come. We've got so much more in the plans. And here's another cool thing about it that I didn't mention. Um, so you get two months for $1, okay? 1.6 cents a day, 11 cents a week, 50 cents a month. When this deal is over, you also get Paramount Plus for free, okay? For as long as you're subscribed. If you're subscribed the next seven years, then you'll have Paramount Plus for free. It's part of the, you know, we're CBS affiliate, Paramount Global, all that kind of stuff. So um, it's just part of the package. So once the promo ends, you decide you want to keep it. You're going to decide you want to keep it. You're going to like it. Then you can also get Paramount Plus for free. And there's so much great program. All the Yellowstone stuff, Halo. I mean, there's been all the Star Trek stuff, uh, Strange New Worlds. There's been so much good program. Been really pleased with all the stuff that they put out on Paramount. Plus, you know, the library of Paramount movies, tons of other shows, Comedy Central, um, BET, um, Nas uh, National Geographic, Smithsonian. I mean, there's so many different, you know, networks that are under that umbrella that you get access to also. So uh, that's a really great deal on top of, you know, so this great deal ends and then you get that deal. So sign up at Hogsports, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. There's no promo code or anything. You'll see the banner ad. Just click on that, sign up, and, uh, yeah, we'll take a dollar out of your out of your credit card or checking account <laughs> and you'll have us for two months so many cool features on that so much great information all right everybody thank you so much for listening thanks so much for being a part of that and i don't mean just like for our subscribers obviously our subscribers we hold in very high regard we want to make sure we take care of them but appreciate all you guys enjoying our free content as well because we do put out free content stuff with our free free content aside from videos and stuff like this is a lot of that stuff you know stuff you can get elsewhere we take our vip stuff up a notch and it's uh it's something that we feel like you can't get out anywhere else so all right everybody i want to appreciate i want to say i appreciate you joining me it's getting to the part where i can barely talk i've been going straight we didn't have any guests on today it was just me talking for 45 minutes so i want to thank you for joining us sign up at hogsports.com and we'll be back with you guys next week. <laughs> back with you guys next week. Back with you guys next week. All right, everybody. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll talk to you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.